Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The pressure that's on the Leafs. You've heard their staff say that. I think you've heard their players say that. God knows we've heard the broadcasters say it's the pressure. But then I thought... Well, if that was the case, pressure uh, hinders your ability to win a championship, and the Dallas Cowboys would never win a Super Wait, they don't win a Super Bowl. But you know what I mean. Then the Yankees would never win a World Series. There's too much pressure? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome inside the RP Show. It's episode number 733 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. For those that don't know... I'll reiterate it again. It is like The View, but it's for sports fans, okay? Daytime talk with all of our friends sitting around having coffee. I'm out here on the East Coast, and joining us from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle from Middle Canada, if you were, Darren Moose-Dupont, our co-host. How are you doing today, Moose? Good morning. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm good. Uh, crisis averted. I don't have all my props uh, at the ready. I look up and I see that my gong is over there, my ringing bell, because we had uh, an emergency. But Serena saved the day. We uh, had a mal- an equipment malfunction, but we're good to go now. But the camera, if you've noticed, is a lot further away than normal. So I'll have to wait until our first break to, to fix all of that. But woo we're ready to go and we're ready to talk sports. And joining us today, Darren and I will be joined by... Long-time Seattle broadcaster Ian Furness. And I'm not sure we ever did figure it out which radio station he's with. Is it KJR? Is it ESPN? He got kind of testy the last time. Remember when I couldn't get it straight? You remember that? That was funny. Yes. Not ESPN, I don't believe. It's KJR. Okay. I got the sense that he hates ESPN now that I think about it. Right. So it's KJR Sports Radio Seattle. He'll be with us in hour one, and then to preview another big weekend in the NLL, we'll be joined by Stephen Stamp. So there's that. Can we please now jump into the quick six show topic and get to the meat on the bone here? The Masters teed off this morning 
with all eyes on Tiger Woods, who's returning to professional golf some 14 months after an horrific car crash in Southern California that nearly cost him his leg. Mike Weir, Mackenzie Hughes, and Corey Connors are the Canadians in the field. Weir, who won the Masters in 03, and Hughes shared the par 3 title yesterday, interestingly enough. And you might have heard uh, Rod Black in the preamble talking about that for those that are watching on YouTube, not Game Plus TV right now. So Moose, I just checked, Tiger through three is even, and I'm following this thing. And if I can just say a little more, you know, you weren't part of the show yesterday for the most part. Bryn Griffiths and I went deep on it. I think it's a little bit of your environment, what you're surrounded by. I was never the biggest Masters guy at all because I would just had my head so far down the rider rabbit hole and the pats to a certain degree, I'm kind of getting into it now. And it doesn't hurt that I'm in the golf capital of the world, Florida. I can't wait to get off the air to watch this, man. So I'm assuming a lot of people are following on their app. Maybe they're, obviously we're not going to spend too much time on it because if you really cared, you'd be watching that, not us. An exciting day. Really exciting. And here's what, how I picture a lot of people enjoying it. Much like me, <clears throat> I've got it on right over here. And, you know, doing the show here, that's going to take my focus. I think a lot of people might have it on in the background while they're working or while they're watching our show. And I think that's exciting. It's fun uh, to follow it and, and get, you know, wrapped up in it for a few days. Uh, yes. And if I can just say, I, I know that the golf people, uh, well, yeah, they take off work or they say they're sick and they're watching now. Um, there is a new leader. Uh, Harry Higgs is two under through eight. And I thought it was Mike Lee, but it's not Mike Lee. It's Min Woo Lee. Not Mike Lee. Not my buddy, Mighty Man. It says M. Lee. And I'm like, whoa, Mike oh. made it to Augusta? <laughs> Would you be surprised if no, he did? No, I wouldn't. No. But it's not Mike Lee. It's Min Woo Lee uh, is in a tie with three others at one under through eight so yeah that's what's going on i'm excited about it now clark's gonna have to perk up because as i move on to quick six show topic number two it's opening day in major league baseball LFG. with seven games right with seven games slated starting with the milwaukee brewers visiting the chicago cubs this afternoon day baseball i believe it was 220 first pitch at wrigley the toronto blue jays don't get going until friday when they begin their season against the Texas Rangers with Jose Barrios expected to get the ball as their opening day starter. So in our morning meeting today, we were talking about a poll question, and Clark's like, well, maybe we should talk MLB. And I said it, I'm, I swear, Clark, as politely as I could, and to everybody, I said, nobody's talking about MLB, Clark, but you. Hot take. And he actually, he laughed. So thank you, Clark. I didn't mean it to be insulting. But they're not. I'm in a Major League Baseball market here. I haven't heard them talk about the Marlins once. Not once. You know what they were talking about on Miami Sports Radio this morning? Tiger Woods and who the starting left tackle is going to be for the Dolphins this year. Okay? That's what they were talking about. So the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center before we go any further is what has you the most excited this weekend? Masters, MLB, NHL, or other? And I haven't looked at the results yet. And I haven't even voted myself yet. But Masters, MLB, NHL, or other, I'm very interested to see. As a matter of fact, if we can bring the moose back in, what I did see was that other was leading. And that might be a variety of other things. NLL, auto racing, you name it. But where are you on the MLB slate? 
Yeah, same same as you. <clears throat> and I brought it up in the meeting, and, and you're kind of right because, you know, Arash was on here earlier in the week, and we were talking about the Jays, and I was down in Phoenix for spring training, and I was getting excited. I'm like, I can't wait. I'm actually, this year I'm excited mm-hmm. about baseball. And then I'm sitting there like last night, and I'm looking, I'm like, wait a second. Opening day's tomorrow? I haven't heard anything about it this week. Haven't really talked about it. Hasn't been on the radar. So the only thing that has me shocked, I thought that, and, and still think the Masters would run away in our poll. And baseball, maybe when the Jays play tomorrow, will be more exciting. Last I looked here now, the Masters is leading. So as we jump into the chat, Randy from Winnipeg watching, he says, I have the Masters on TV and the RP show on the laptop. Dan in Winnipeg. Good morning, Rod. Clark Monroe, do you know him? Our producer who's nicknamed Rocky has in all caps, MLB opening day. As I said, nobody cares, Clark, but you. But that's fine. All opinions are welcome here, but not all are listened to. Trenton, Norway, watching, says, Norway here, the Oilers seem to be on a roll, but I believe the Flames will have their number. The Blue Jays will attract lots of attention this year. As for Tiger, never count him out. Stay well. There's Trent checking in from Norway. So let's move on from all of that, and I welcome you to vote on our poll. It's presented by Capital Automall and Universal Collision Center with dealerships across the Canadian prairies. So to point three, NHL. John Carlson scored twice and added two helpers for a four-point night. Alex Ovechkin reached 1,400 career points. And the Washington Capitals beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 Wednesday night to snap their skid at two. I watched that game, and it was bing, 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 goals all over the place. It was very entertaining. In Winnipeg, where a lot of people were wearing masks in the crowd at Canada Life Center, as I watched that one too. Sam Gagne scored twice to top 500 career points, and Detroit beat Winnipeg 3-1 in a must-win game for the Jets. Mark Scheifele scored for Winnipeg, which has lost three in a row. Connor Hellebuck made 32 saves. So as I was driving around this morning here in Boca Raton, I was thinking about the plight of the Jets. They've lost three in a row. If they miss the playoffs, what happens now? I want to hear from you, Winnipeg, Jets fans, and any NHL observers. If they do miss the playoffs, they're playing must-win games here, Darren, if you were listening, and they're losing. And they played Detroit last night, who can't fight their way out of a wet paper bag. And they lost in Winnipeg. What are you going to do? We love Ken Shoveldayoff. We're told he loves us. There's no two ways about that. But I'm not a Jets season ticket holder. I don't, you know, I'm not a Jets backer. I want to hear from the Winnipeggers. You want to keep pushing this ball uphill? I think we told you a year ago the window was closed. Did we not? Did we not, Darren? Yeah, we said it was closing. Yeah. And I watched Rob Vanstone. I watched him. I saw his tweets last night. And you know how how much he's disappointed. They're disappointed. I know he's not only a columnist, but he's a big Winnipeg Jets fan and, (laughs) and doesn't write in that market, but he's a fan. And, you know, he's extremely disappointed. And then I saw another Jets fan tweeting, you know, the Jets have to win 15 of their final 11 games to make the playoffs. Yeah, it makes sense of that. They're saying it's impossible, right? Now, they're technically not out of it yet. They still get, can go on a run. Um, but it's, it's just been a mess, and, and it's hard. The hardest thing about anything that's been good is realizing when it's over, right, and making the right. hard decisions, and they're going to have a tough offseason ahead. I don't think that they can see the forest for the trees, to be honest, there in Winnipeg. So rely on us. Told you a year ago, it's over. You know, 
And um, and that's my question. Do you want to keep pushing this ball uphill? Do you want to keep hanging on? Or do you want to start the rebuild now? And does Ken Cheveldea, Kevin off be part of that or not? That's the question that the ownership is facing there in Winnipeg. Um, by the way, tell your friends that the RP Show is live now on Game Plus Television. For Bell, Cable, and Satellite subscribers, it's a free preview for the entire month of April. So I know a lot of our friends are Bell subscribers, and they say, we don't get your show. Well, you do now for free for the month of April, so get on it. Nicholas Vela has come back. Remember Nicholas? He's a new viewer. He writes in on uh, YouTube and says, Miami is an awful pro sports town. Again, all opinions welcome. Not necessarily agreed with. I'm quite frankly loving South Florida as a sports place. But that's just me. Uh, John Massey watching on YouTube as I jump into the chat. He says, a friend of the show here, Rod. Only a few more days until Oilers playoff spot clinching day. How about that? Uh, John and I have an interesting history, and for today we're on the same page. So I love it. Let's, let's keep it there. Dan in Winnipeg wants to know, how's Tiger doing now? I'll say it again. Last I saw, he was even through three. Clark, if you want to put an update in my ear, I would take it. But uh, we're talking about other things. So moving even through four. Thank you. So to St. Louis, Billy Husso made 27 saves. And Robert Thomas, Justin Falk, Jordan Cairo, and Ryan O'Reilly scored to help St. Louis top Seattle 4-1. Jordan Eberle scored for Seattle, who has lost three of four. Chris Dreja made 32 saves. Yesterday in Brooklyn, what a bagel. There was a guy wearing a Seattle Kraken t-shirt. He looked about my age. And I was going to watch. I actually took a picture of it. I could send it to you because on the back of his shirt, it said Seven Eberly. And I was going to be that guy and go up and go, I know him. But I didn't. <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want to be that guy. Do you think it was? So as I, it wasn't family. You would know all the family. Lisa's mom, Darren is dad's dad. Dad plays in a rock band. I know. Yeah, I know all of Jordan's family. I don't think this guy was family, but I. I'm saying there are hockey fans in South Florida. The sport is not covered. So it's similar to when we started this show 733 episodes ago. Remember, Darren, when I said, wait a minute, there's all of this opportunity out there for us? And nobody's, yeah. to me, it looked like looking at a, a wheat field and just going, there's all of this out here to be swathed and combined? <laughs> That's what I saw in Canadian sports. That's what I see here in South Florida. It's just it's not being thrashed. So here we are thrashing it up. In Anaheim, Michael Stone got his first goal of the season and a helper in his 500th NHL game. And Elias Lindholm scored his 36th goal in the Flames' 4-2 win over Anaheim. Tyler Toffoli also scored. And Johnny Goudreau got his 96th point for the Pacific Division-leading Flames. Interesting, Daryl Sutter after the game throwing water on Michael Stone uh, netting his 500th NHL game. Uh, I don't know if you saw the quote from Daryl. It was uh, not that hard to figure out if he wants to play in the NHL or not. Sort of not that big a deal. That was from Daryl. <laughs> Thanks, Daryl. Thanks for the encouragement. Did you see it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ducks captain Ryan Getzlaff was a scratch with a lower body injury in the first game since he announced his decision to retire at the end of the year. Interesting, you saw the tearful news conference with Getz yesterday. To me, he is Getz. You know, there's a little of a thing. It happens with brothers, frankly. A lot of yeah. brothers. Like, 
Chris Getz laugh, I don't think is overly comfortable being called Getz because that's like Ryan's nickname. So the riders for years called Chris Getty. And I'm like, um, I'm not really comfortable with that because that's the name of my niece's dog, a little corgi. <laughs> so I don't want to call him Getty. So I just call Chris Getz. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just, it's a thing between them. Is this a sad way for Ryan Getz's last career to end, or it, it, it is what it is? He wasn't going to go out lifting the Stanley Cup, so it is what it is. I think it is what it is, and it, to me, it's not a sad end of the career because we're not really talking. The narrative around Anaheim isn't about Ryan Getzloff's decline. It's about Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras and all the rest. So I think it kind of makes sense. This is He just is going to slip out the back door while everybody's talking about these guys. And then we can celebrate him for all the wonderful achievements, the Stanley Cups and everything that he had and the great captain he's been for the, for the team. Hey, uh, Moose. I'm not done yet going through the NFL, NHL leftovers yet, but you missed this yesterday. Todd in Red Deer. I don't know if you saw that, but he wanted to know about, he's watching on Game Plus Television, carried all across Alberta and BC on Telesoptic Cable. He wanted to know more about this show, where it started, more about you, more about me, because there's so many people that are just discovering us for the first time all over this continent. And I said, Todd, if you can just hang on, we'll answer it more when Moose is back with us. But I sent him the article that our intern, Andrew Benson, wrote for the Clarion newspaper, the one titled The Most Interesting Man in Broadcasting, Darren DuPont. I gave it that title, by the way. Todd uh, has written back in. And he says, awesome, thanks for forwarding that link. It made me think of, do something you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. I have been very fortunate myself to live this adage. Great show and info again. So thank you, Todd and Red Deer, for the kind words. Thank you for watching. And indeed, it's like literally, they call this work. We've got our consultant in Calgary, Lee. Jenny, you're probably watching right now. He's like, well, Rod, you gotta, it's a lot of work. You've got to stay on top of stuff. I'm like, what? I need to watch Sports Center and go to Panthers and Dolphins games. That's, that's work. And continuing on, Elias Patterson scored twice and had two assists to lead Vancouver over Vegas 5-1 in the Fortress last night, snapping a five-game streak for the Golden Knights, or as I like to call them, the Golden Nuts. The victory gave the Canucks slim playoff hopes a boost as they chase a Western Conference playoff wildcard spot. Both the Golden Knights and Canucks are on the outside looking in with Vancouver in desperation mode. We need to break. When we come back, Terrell Owens is planning a comeback. We got that. Dub Hub, Raptors, more Masters. So stick around. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show. This is the warm-up on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It's the RP Show. It is a Thursday. Lots going on in the world of sports, of course. You guys got to give me the Tiger update because I'm moving on. I'm like a motorboat in that harbor, Moose. Just not really looking around. What do you have? Is he playing five now, playing the fifth hole? He's still even. 
and he is on the fifth. He just hit an incredible approach shot. In about 10 minutes, he'll have a three, four-footer for birdie. Okay, I saw that. I saw that on Twitter. Oh, my God, Tiger. I'm like, okay, I can't squirrel here. I got to nope. focus. I got you. Uh, dipping my toe into the chat. John Kirby in Edmonton watching. He says, lots of people are trying to get their CFL clubs to promote the team and sell the team like the Elks are doing, all because of you talking about it yesterday, Rod. I saw that. Thank you, John. And I, I saw that. And I'm not sure how I feel about the fans calling the teams out for what we were talking about yesterday. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter yet, but it is what it is. Did. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I don't want the teams mad at us. I do not. No. Because I've, <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead. We all, we all have the same goal, right? We all want the league to be great and thriving and, you know, stands to be full and the talk shows to be full on Mondays, you know, recapping all the games. So we all want the same thing. So just understand that that's the intention, right? Yeah, that's a really good point. Intentions are a really big thing. And I'm hearing from the teams, believe me, I could show you some of the DMs. I mean, they get it. But it's just, it's relentless. You need to be in people's face. We are every day with this show. You know, we could be the CFL show, but like I say, not a lot of, not every team's on board. And until they are, we'll keep doing what we do. Our own way. Um... Jennifer has checked in from the Four Seasons. Good morning, Jennifer. Thank you. We have a big message here from your boss. I'm actually going to read it. What the hell? I'm in a charitable mood. Something about South Florida has me very happy. People here are very happy, Moose. You'll have to come down and check it out. From George at the Four Seasons. Your Jays and MLB opening weekend headquarters. UFC 273. Masters, NHL, NBA, NLL, curling, your headquarters for it all this weekend. We love sports. See what I'm saying? You're trying to find a way to muscle your way into that group to maybe sell some season tickets and, and, and fight your way for relevance. It's, it, it can yeah. be tough. Anyways, uh, moving on. Terrell Owens. This is my fourth point of the Quick Six Show Topics. T.O. is returning to professional football to catch more passes mentor young receivers, and prove he can still play in the NFL at age 48. Owens, who was inducted into the pro... I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a second. It's not about this. T.O., who's inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2018, is joining the fan-controlled football league for its second season. The seven-on-seven indoor league is expanding from four teams to eight and begins play on April 16th. Fan-controlled football allows fans to call offensive plays and vote on rules. Former Cleveland Browns quarterback Johnny Manziel already said he's returning for a second season. Marshawn Lynch, Austin Eckler, Richard Sherman, and Dalvin Cook own teams in the league. You watched the games last year. I watched the games last year. There was 45,000 people watching on Twitch alone. That rivals, I think, what CFL ratings get in America on cable television. Fan-controlled football is a thing. It's real football. And you just heard the names that are involved. So the reason I, I laugh was if you go look up this story and do a Google search of Terrell Owens, you will see that he worked out for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Chris Jones in the spring of 2018 in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And I was like, 
Did that actually happen? I thought I dreamt that. And why was I not invited to, 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 to go down and cover that camp in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee? I think I was still the voice of the Riders in the spring of 2018. As a matter of fact, I know that I was. But do you know what I'm saying? I was like, that actually happened? Oh, it you know, did, Rod. I totally That's the thing. That's what I was that. laughing about. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Terrell Owens ever being on the radar, you know, on for any of that. I don't. I don't. Like, and here's the question is, you know, the, the fan control thing is going to be great. He's going to have fun. We've seen the workout videos. He's in shape. Like, he's not going to embarrass okay. himself. But does he want to get an invite to an NFL camp? Is that the evolution here? Does he want to show that he can play in the NFL again? I think he just wants to play for fun. End of story. And I was very, very disappointed in Johnny Manziel last year with his fan-controlled football league because I've been, I've been pulling for Johnny. But yeah. he went out there, wasn't in the best shape. He made a comment after the, one of the games, win or lose, we booze. And I'm like, Johnny, I think, think I'm done with you. Now, I enjoyed the football and their five downs and all the crazy, zany things they were doing. Josh Gordon was with the league for a while. But T.O., if you see the quotes as to why he's going to go play in the fan control football league, is he just wants to have fun. How would we feel as a CFL if Terrell Owens showed up at 48 and wanted to play? State fair football. You know, I think uh, that workout, obviously, four years ago in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, he wasn't up to snuff. And I think that was the year that right. he went into the Hall of Fame. They said he worked out for an hour. Maybe T.O. was like everybody else that works out for Chris Jones in these open tryouts and was like, you know what? F you. Like, ah. okay, we can sit here and tell some real fun stories. Bradenton, Florida, 2017. I'm standing on the field at IMG with my good friend, Mike Davis. And I'm like, Mike, it was 36 degrees in the sun before humidity, okay? Maybe 38. What did I say it was here yesterday? 36? It was around this time of year. And I'm like, Mike, you're killing these players. You guys are, Jones is killing these players. How long are you out here? And he's like, got the field till eight. I'm like, what? And then, listen, there were some high school coaches watching from beyond the chain link fence. And they all, these guys always think that I'm one of the coaches or something to do with the team. They never realize that I'm the media, the lowly media. And these coaches called me over and they're like, oh, I, I get it. You run them into the ground and the last one standing makes the team. Is that it? And I'm like, yeah, something like that. So if T.O. worked out for an hour in this heat, maybe he said, I'm out of here. <laughs> what do you think are the chances of that? He might have, and like part of it could have been that you know he thought he was just going to walk on, and because he's To, walk into a to an opportunity in the CFL. They're just going to give him a spot because he's To, you know. And I don't think that's what happened with with Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco in Montreal, that he just walked in and got a team. I mean, he had to, you know, earn it a little bit too, and he did. He was in good shape and earned it. Didn't ended up doing a whole lot with that team, but still made a you know had a spot on the roster. But what does that say to guys like Manny Arsenault and? SJ Green, too, who are, you know, have been trying to, you know, at, at an advanced, well, I don't want to say at an advanced stage, I mean, for football in the later stages of their career, are trying to get spots on, on roster. 
So I'm going to just slip into the chat here. Wonderful comments by you. Dan in Winnipeg writes in and says, do you think the Jets will get rid of the GM soon? I get that's the talk in Winnipeg. We covered it in the opening segment with NHL leftovers from last night and the Jets' home loss to Detroit. Coffee starts at 11 Central. You got to show up at coffee time. We covered it already. I'm sorry, but we can't go back. Andrew, what I'm saying is show up on time. Andrew, the original Montrealer, writes in. He says, hey, Rod, hello from sunny Regina. Looks like Steve looks like Steve Wilkes, who was the Arizona Cardinals head coach for one season in 2018, and Ray Horton are joining Brian Flores in his suit against the NFL. That's the suit alleging racial discrimination with regards to hiring practices in the NFL coaching fraternity. To those guys, I would say good luck. And I sincerely I mean that. I'm not saying it sarcastically. I'm saying good luck with your lawsuit because anybody connected to football says this is a legitimate lawsuit. There's a problem with racism in the NFL because guess what? Sports is a microcosm of society. There's a problem with racism in society. So I'll say to those guys, good luck. In the case of Brian Flores, at least he's coaching this year. He's with the Steelers. I don't think those other guys are. John in Edmonton goes on to say, last comment, if the CFL wants to stay relevant, they need to get on social media more and digital, i.e. Twitch, YouTube, an app, Sirius XM, commercials at movie theaters, official CFL podcast. That's all from John in Edmonton. You're preaching to the choir, brah. But I stopped beating the horse. It's dead. You hate that, Moose? Fine. I've stopped feeding the horse. It's fed. Yeah, there you go. Bingo. <laughs> Carlos in Indianapolis, if Terrell was still good. Oh, sorry. Carlos says, call me skeptical, but if he can play at 48, he can play. From Randy in the peg. No, sorry, from Tacona in Winnipeg. If Terrell was still good, we wouldn't care his age. That's fair, right? That's fair. Yeah. If he comes in and legitimately beats out these young rookie studs, then yeah, what would be the problem of it? Uh, from Dan in Winnipeg. He's got all the questions. And Dan, we did cover this at the start, but he said, what's the chances of Tiger Woods winning the Masters? And it's a good question. In that, the over-under moose from the, our betting partner of him today was 73.5. And he's yeah. even, you said, through five? He's about he, putting for birdie? He, yeah. No, he just missed that putt. And then on six now, I just saw the, the cheer. He put it to six inches, so he should make this birdie on six. Right. But he missed the one on so five. So question, the question is, is I'm just settling into the golf stuff now in life, just like I'm learning. Normally this time of year, I'm covering a rider camp somewhere in Florida, and that was awesome too. But the talk today on Miami Sports Radio was, does he even make the cut? Let's not talk about what he's doing on Sunday. Is he going to be in the tournament? And it sounds like he's off to a great start, but he's only six yeah. holes into this. Um, in the dub, Nick McCary scored 10 seconds into overtime to give the Spokane Chiefs a 3-2 win over the Everett Silvertips Wednesday in the dub. In Lethbridge, Joe Arntzen scored two goals and added a helper as Lethbridge 
shellacked the Saskatoon Blades. 6-1. And in Prince George, Colton Dock and Pavel Novak each scored a goal and assisted on two others as Kelowna extended its win streak to five games with a 4-1 victory over the PG Cougars. Uh, anything else from you, Moose, before I let you go? No, it's great. And off to a good start. Yeah, we covered it all. I got to, my sixth point was the Raptors. I see they're home to the 76ers tonight. There's your Raptors update. When we come back, we will uh, talk some NHL with Seattle broadcaster Ian Furness. We are looking ahead to the featured games of the weekend, featured games of the night for our exclusive betting partner, betregal.ca, because I see there's three, six, nine, ten games in the NHL tonight, including orders at the Kings. I apologize to our viewer, John Massey, earlier. We didn't get as deeply into the orders as I would have liked. But that'll come. Maybe next segment. Ian Furness will join us from KJR Seattle. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. Free preview this month on Bell Cable and Satellite. Also, live daily on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It is the RP Show, and of the 10 games in the National Hockey League tonight, the Florida Panthers, the team which resides here, is not one of them. The division-leading Florida Panthers. As we look out west in St. Louis last night, Billy Hisu made uh, 27 saves. Robert Thomas, Justin Falk, Jordan Cairo, and Ryan O'Reilly each scored to help St. Louis beat the Seattle Kraken 4-1. Jordan Eberle scored for Seattle, who have lost three of four. And Ian Furness joins us from Sports Radio, KJR Seattle, our good and longtime friend. Ian, and if you don't mind me jumping right in on this Kraken thing, I saw that you were out on the road in Winnipeg doing some stuff. Were you calling some Kraken games this year? Yeah, Rod, I had a chance to do, uh, I did four games at the start of the year. I'm kind of their backup guy. So uh, I did four games start of the year, their first road trip. And, uh, and then I moved on and did uh, – I got a late call for the Winnipeg game, game of all games. So I got to go back to the prairies, to our roots, right? To the, to the, to the roots That's of right. uh, where I started doing this thing. So, yeah, I was up in Winnipeg about a month ago. So I've done five games total on the radio for them this year. Sweet. Yes, that's where we met. Not in Winnipeg, but on the prairies, as you say. So yeah. last place in the Pacific Division, the last I looked, did we expect more than this out of the Kraken this year? Yeah, I, I think, well, listen, I did. And I think, you know, there's there's the two schools of thought. There's the Vegas thought where, hey, you know, you should be able to compete for a title right away and be in the Stanley Cup playoffs right away. But I think being more realistic, the GMs were all ready for it this time around as far as the expansion draft is concerned. That being said, Rod, I, I think anybody that knows the league can look at Seattle's roster, look at what happened in the expansion draft, the lack of true activity outside of Grubauer in free agency. And, and frankly, they just didn't do enough. Now, they're in it for the long haul. They're playing the slow play. They're, you know, they're building for the future. They've got a million draft picks over the next few years. Their Giordano trade netted all kinds of picks. So they've got a lot of draft picks coming. But listen, your audience, especially the ones that north of the border, know very well, and I've been trying to educate our fans down here, you know, draft picks in the NHL are not like NFL draft picks. They don't just come to fruition right away, and oftentimes they never come to fruition so you can have all these draft picks that's great 
what they do next is huge because the team they put on the ice this year was really not very good. I know, uh, I mean, listen, they're the third worst team right now in the National Hockey League, and and there's just not a lot to be excited about heading into this offseason. Well, you know what? I always appreciated the fact that you do say it the way it is, and I know how hard it is to do that, especially in the role that you have. But I remember the day after the expansion draft, you were on my show, and we were both going like, really? And so if you're cautioning the fans about these draft picks, is that because they aren't very happy with the way this season has gone? No, Rod, I think what it is, it's more of an education process here. Uh, you know, we have better mm. hockey fans and more hockey fans in Seattle than I think, you know, is given credit sometimes by the mass media here. Uh, listen, as you well know, I mean, the junior teams have, have been massively successful both on the ice and also at the gate. And, you know, most of us grew up in Seattle watching Hockey Night in Canada. CBC has been on our cable systems for 50 plus years. So, you know, there's a good hockey base here. The Thunderbirds and now the Silver Tips and really the U.S. division as a whole. And that's kind of what the Kraken look at. They look at a re their regional team. So, you know, Portland, Tri-City, Spokane, Seattle, Everett. There's a lot of hockey fans here. Those guys, those, those fans get it. But I think the newer fans are saying, hey, this is great. They've, they've stockpiled all these draft picks, which is good, right? It's a good thing. But how many guys have you and I watched over the years that we thought were surefire guys, first-round picks, that never play in the NHL or never make an impact. And I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought about that this year when I went on that first road trip and I saw Cody Glass playing. And I thought, man, watching him in juniors, he's going to be something else. He is not anything right now in the National Hockey League. So they, I think the bigger criticism, Rod, I would have, especially at the trade deadline, is they didn't pick up a, a many prospects. You know, they didn't go out and get any young guys. They have draft picks, but they didn't go out and get, you know, a, maybe someone who was, you know, a fourth line guy or, not being able to crack the lineup, was sitting in the press box, or, you know, a 20-year-old, maybe a junior player that's on the up-and-come. They didn't do any of that. That all said, this is one-third of the way through the process of building through 2022-2023. Free agency, the draft, trades on draft day. We'll see what Ron Francis does. There's plenty of time left, and there's plenty of road ahead for him to make an impact in the offseason. But, boy, so far, it just feels like they're really playing this thing out for a long period of time. And, I don't know. In this market, I'm not sure if that's a great idea. You know, and by the way, I appreciate you bringing up way back with CBC being on your cable carrier because Game Plus, which carries our show, is available in Seattle, all across the state of Washington on TDS Cable, where we air daily. But, you know, there's a lot of junior hockey fans that watch this show in Western Canada, and we kicked this around for ages when the Kraken were announced. How will this affect the Thunderbirds and Silver Tips? And I just thought the more hockey, the better. How yeah. has the addition of the NHL affected those franchises in the dub? Uh, you know what? You're bang on. I, the more hockey, the better. I, the, the Kraken especially have a great relationship with the Thunderbirds. And I think same with uh, Spokane. They played their first ever preseason game in Spokane, the Spokane Arena. It's a great building. The NCAA uses that building for March Madness games, for tournament games. Uh, I would hope that they would do that again next year, play at least a game in Spokane. I know they looked at doing it in Portland as well. But, you know, in our market, I think it's helped quite a bit. Uh, I, you know, the Thunderbirds, the whole pandemic thing puts, as you know, I mean, it's a, it puts a monkey wrench into everything. With all the restrictions, is you know, the junior teams across Canada uh, have had a hard time, I know, getting fans back in the buildings. But now those restrictions are off, at least in the States. We're seeing crowds come back, at least to the Thunderbird games, the Silver Tip games, Portland as well. Uh, and I think more hockey, you're right, is better. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. I, the game last week when Vegas, the Vegas played back-to-back -back games here. And, you know, Shea Theodore scored what proved to be the game-winning goal on Wednesday. He scored the game-winning goal on Friday as well in overtime. And the crowd was going crazy because the former Thunderbirds scoring against the crack. And it was really kind of fun. 
Keegan Colasar got in a scrap as well with Alexiak. So, you know, you can really feel the vibe of the old Thunderbirds coming back when Barzell was here this year with the Islanders. Place went nuts. It was a hard ticket to get. So I think you're right, Rod. I think you're 100% right. More hockey, the better, especially as fans start to learn, hey, this is where all these players come from. For the most part, you know, a third of the league's coming from the Western Hockey League. So you get a chance to watch the upcoming stars. And Seattle has a really good draft class this year, the Thunderbirds, that is. So, you know, maybe, just maybe, the Kraken will realize they can draft a guy from here because they seem to have a heavy influence in European teams uh, in terms of scouting. Um, yeah, I'm glad to know the fans are paying attention and they know because here in Florida, they really didn't have any idea that Austin Matthews was going after the Leafs single season goal record the other night when Toronto was here. I mean, it's good. The crowds are good because the Panthers are uh, yeah. good, but I don't know if they'll ever, ever get it to the degree that Seattle fans seem to. We only have a minute in, but Russell Wilson is gone. How's that going over? What do you see ahead for the Seahawks in the near term? Well, I, I mean, I don't know, you know. I don't know what it was like in Edmonton when Gretzky was traded to the uh, to to the Kings, but I mean, and, and certainly Russell's not Gretzky, but you know, just things you never think you would see happen: a franchise quarterback being traded to the Denver Broncos, and it was a it was one of the wildest days I've ever had in sports media and in, in my career. Shocking, even though we felt like it was a year away, Rod. We felt like a, next year he was going to force his way out because the contract demands were going to be so high. I think what happened is the Seahawks got a little bit ahead of it. They, they made that move. They bring Drew Locke in. They will draft a quarterback. Speaking of a lot of draft picks, they got a ton of picks in this year's draft. They'll draft a quarterback somewhere along the way and not really rebuild. That's not Pete Carroll's you know, vocabulary. They're just kind of rebuilding from the ground up with a foundation already there. DK Metcalf and Jordan Brooks and Tyler Lockett, Jamal Adams, guys like that, Quandre Diggs. They have a lot of really good pieces. They just have to now go find a quarterback. But it was an amazing day when a franchise player not just a franchise player for one team, but for an entire city, community, and region. It's traded. It's, it's crazy. It's something else. I swear we could go on for hours, you and I. I will just say this about the Gretzky thing. A lot yeah. of pain. Pain. <laughs> In a lot of ways, it's still there. Um, yeah. Hey, Ian, we got to roll. Always good, buddy. Always good. Obviously, we're following very closely what you're doing. So keep it up and uh, continued success. I'm jealous. Enjoy the sunshine, Rod, anytime. See ya. Thank you, man. Ian Furness from Sports Radio KJR Seattle. Viewer takeover is next. And Taylor, hang on. We're getting to your question right out of the gate. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network. YouTube live streaming and 24-hour sports radio. Always available. Streaming at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go. Here we go. Very special day. And I didn't even know this until I opened my Instagram and saw on the Taco Time Regina account. Give them a follow. Taco Time Regina or Taco Time Canada. It's National Burrito Day. Did everybody know that? It's National Burrito Day. And from the Taco Time account, it says, did you know that cup holders double as a burrito holder? How about that? Tag a friend who, tag a friend who needs to get their priorities straight. Hashtag National Burrito Day. Hashtag Taco Time Regina. So right there, I could just stop talking. 
I'm sure many of you would be happy if I did. But, yeah. And it's also Thursday, which means it's buy one, get one half off with burritos on this National Burrito Day. So who knew? Right? That's why you rely on us to deliver you the news. It's taco time viewer takeover, and I said that we were going to open up the text line. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here. 902-518-3033. Whatever you want to talk about. A Tiger update, he's through six and minus one. I talked to my golf friends, who a lot of them didn't think he was even going to make the cut. And he may still not, but if he holds this up, he's going to be in the field this weekend. Tiger minus one through six. Taylor Soulier writing us on the text line. Hey, Rod, question for you. Are you concerned about the Riders' roster? I feel worried as we lost more talent than we got for our great cup year. Are you confident in the riders this upcoming year? No, not really. I mean, if I was still the voice of the Rough Riders, and I might remind people that it's been three plus years since I was, I'd be concerned. I would say here right now, as a guy that just watches the league from the outside and has friends on every team, I would say there's absolutely no way that I can see the Saskatchewan Rough Riders being in the Grey Cup in 2022 in their stadium. As it stands now, on paper, and granted they don't play the games on paper, but I just don't see it. I don't think about it, obviously, nearly as much as I used to. I saw the article on 3downnation.com quoting the general manager, Jeremy O'Day, that he was proven right to not bring back Charleston Hughes for this past season. I don't necessarily think that he was proven right in that instance. How would we have known that Charleston was going to have the down year that he had? I would say there was a lot of luck involved there, but I'm also the guy that says there's no such thing as luck. I still don't think there are very many incidents now that you can go back and look at Jeremy O'Day and say that he hasn't done a great job. What's he going into his third season? Yeah, third season. All-time record as a GM, 22-10, and 10, hosted playoff games both years. Yeah, how long do we want to talk about this? I could go on for hours if you want. But until they win a Grey Cup, this regime, Jeremy O'Day or otherwise, they're going to be questioned as to whether they know what they're doing. There are factions of that franchise that I'm certain don't know what they're doing. But I don't think that Jeremy O'Day is one of them. I think O'Day knows what he's doing. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play in hour one. I think Craig Dickinson knows what he's doing, the head coach. I think that O'Day knows what he's doing, the general manager. I sure as hell believe the quarterback, Cody Fajardo, knows what he's doing. But they can't do it necessarily alone. Cody can't do it alone. There were games that I was tweeting, watching the last couple of years. This guy can't do it alone. Receivers that can't get open. Receivers that can't hold on to the football. But they're 22-10, and 10, as I said, in the two years together. So, am I confident? No. Can I see them in the Grey Cup? No. Will they be in the mix? Yes. And that's all you can ask, but they certainly aren't front runners. Darren DuPont next hour and Steven Stamp. Stick around, everybody, here on Game Plus. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.